health information from experts, supported by research. From University of Utah Health, this is thescoperadio.com. For men who have had a vasectomy to prevent pregnancy, one day they might change their mind for one reason or another, and they might opt to have a vasectomy reversal. But while a vasectomy can be a pretty simple procedure, reversing it can have some extra complications a patient should take into account. Dr. John Smith is a board-certified urologist and has performed his fair share of vasectomies. Dr. Smith, let's start off with the basics. What is a vasectomy reversal and how does that procedure work? Yeah, you bet. So a vasectomy reversal, if you go in and look at the the $500 word for vasectomy reversal is vasovasostomy. Pretty much we take the tubes that were cut and we put them back together. There's a couple different ways they do that. They either put them together uh, face-to-face or end-to-end, they call it, or uh, end-to-side where you you hook it into the side. Both of them have have high success rates of you know 90 to 95% uh, success rate. Wow. I didn't know that because usually when you go in to get a vasectomy, they, they go out of their way to go, are you sure? And then they might even, I could have swore they told me it's not reversible or you wouldn't don't want to get it reversed. Well, I usually tell people I don't do this to be reversed when I do my vasectomy, but you can get it reversed. Okay. And and don't don't be fooled when I tell you ninety to ninety five percent success rate. That means you got sperm in the tube afterwards. Oh. So when we do a post when we do a post analysis three months later, ninety percent of people will have sperm there. Doesn't mean you're going to get a baby out of it. All right. So pregnancy rates from that are a different story. They're around 60-65%. So if you're looking at success as a baby out of it, which is why most people undergo the procedure, there are a couple other reasons people do have the procedure. But if you're looking at, you know, the end goal is I have a new partner, we want to have a child together and I'm getting this procedure for a child, you're in the 60-65% range of getting a child out of it or having a viable pregnancy. Um, success rate of having sperm in the ejaculate is 90-95%. Oh, okay. All right. So, I mean, it's not misleading, but you've got to make sure you get all the information. Right. And so that 60% of being able to have a baby, is that a lower number than had the person not got the vasectomy in the first place? Is there something inherent in having gotten it and having a reverse that decreases your chances of having a child? Well, if you didn't have fertility issues prior to the vasectomy, yeah. then you know your, your chances are higher. Um, if you were someone who you had to use IVF or you had difficulty with conception or something before getting a vasectomy, just for safety's sake, you got a vasectomy to make sure you that there wasn't a slip up. Um, then your your chances are probably on the lower end. But yeah, most of the time your chances are better prior to. So same guy, pre-vasectomy, post-vasectomy, the, the chances after the vasectomy could be a little bit lower because they did have the vasectomy in the reversal. Yeah, and if I mean if you're looking one to one, most of those we don't do you know, scientific studies based on one person, like, oh, we took this dude and we did this thing and, you know, and that's not how we do it. We usually take groups of people um, who come from all, you know, all comers of, hey, who had this procedure between the ages of, you know, 25 and 70 who were looking to have fertility afterwards and what percentage got pregnant kind of a thing. What percentage had sperm in their ejaculate? What percentage had had a baby? So it's, it's hard to do the one-to-one. I mean, most people, if, if you have sperm in your ejaculate afterwards and you were fertile before, the odds are, you know, but the numbers that I'm going to tell you when you come to my office are 60, 65% pregnancy rate. And then um, what are some of the factors that contribute to the success of a reversal? 
like uh, does age impact it or the surgical technique or anything like that? Absolutely. Um, so at the University of Utah, where I practice, I actually want to preface, I don't do this procedure currently. I did it when I was a fellow and uh, currently I don't do it because we have two microscopic surgeons that perform this procedure on a regular basis. The reason we do that is to keep their volume high. When these surgeons' volumes are high, we get better outcomes. And that's one of the things that's going to make this be better rather than, you know, have a higher success rate. You want the people who do this on a regular basis, who are very proficient, uh, and do this procedure quite a bit. That is one of the biggest factors. Another factor is how long between your vasectomy and the surgery. So the further out you get, uh, the less success we find we have. However, there is some literature that says, you know, even out to 10 years afterwards, there's great success rates for having sperm in the ejaculate. So, you know, some of that stuff may be debunkable with more, with more evidence, but what we have right now looks that the further out you are from your vasectomy, it does make it a little bit less successful. Okay. And the success again, being judged in having a baby. The success is having sperm in the ejaculate. Oh, okay. Um, pregnancy, you know, and that's that's where there is that kind of fine line of, you know, success for a, a vasectomy reversal is we're trying to get sperm back through the tubes that we previously had cut. And 90 to 95% of people will have sperm there. Of those people who have that, you're going to have those folks who are, who are going to have a child. If you go to the University of Utah Health website uh, for vasectomy reversal, there's a lot of great information there. And mm -hmm. you can get some details about the different techniques used. You mentioned at the top that there's two techniques. Well, there's more than two techniques, but those are two that they use to put the tubes together. There's a little bit more nuance to, to a lot of this because you can put the tubes together or you can put a tube and sew it to the epididymis. Yeah, so re really this is a conversation you could, you could do all the research on your own that you want, get some great information like you could at our website. But, sure. Um, but really that conversation is, is pretty critical, it sounds like. Exactly. And, and usually we, so like I said, I don't do this procedure, but I also see people preoperatively for this because I, I know the ins and outs of it and I refer to our surgeons because we want to keep their volume high. You have the vasovasostomy, which is the tubes going back together, and a vasoepididymostomy which again is a mouthful, but that's sewing the tube directly to the epididymis. And now if we look anatomically, we have the testicle that makes the sperm. The epididymis is where the sperm matures. And then from the epididymis, it goes into the vas deferens. And so uh, the, va the epididymo vasostomy, you got to be careful not to mess that one up, uh, is, uh, is also a procedure. And success rates with that are a little bit lower than the vasovasostomy because of scarring. Um, that can occur. Sure. And your conversation with your doctor would determine in your particular instance, which one of those would probably be the best. Yes. And sometimes, you know, you don't know until you get to surgery. So you, you give people uh -oh. the information of, hey, we're going to try to do a vasovasostomy if the scarring of the or where they cut the tube is right next to your epididymis, we may need to uh, when we go in and clean that area up, we may need to sew it to the epididymis. I always coach people on on all the risks, you know, that that could occur, and and then if something does occur, they at least understand what's going on once you know the surgeon kind of talks to them about that after the surgery, because you never know what you're going to get into sometimes. And then, how soon after the vasectomy reversal will a patient know if there's sperm uh, making it, you know, making it through again? 
Yeah, we we give people three months. Okay. Uh, we say get a three month semen analysis uh, is the first time that we have them get uh, and look at the the ejaculate. Uh, we look at the volume. We look at the amount of uh, sperm that are possibly there, their motility, um, and then kind of judge things based on that and move forward with kind of uh, you know secondary testing if the levels look lower than we expected or or you know if the numbers look great then we you know kind of go from there. If the numbers are lower, is there anything you can do at that point to increase those or to, to help? So sometimes we'll use clomiphene, which is an off-label use for uh, testosterone therapy, but it has also been known to improve semen parameters and sperm hmm. parameters. Um, and so we'll use that sometimes. And then sometimes just time. Sometimes they needed, uh, they needed an extra few months to get okay. things rolling again. Uh, to be honest, I mean, and that's the one of the biggest things is, you know, nobody wants to wait, uh, but sometimes it, time is the thing that we need. So it, it takes three months. You can go and get the test, see, you know, what kind of sperm production you've got uh, if it's coming through. Could somebody actually start attempting to conceive before then? And how soon could they actually start that if they really did want to get going? So we usually tell people, you know, you've the three months is where we're going to look at our at our success for this procedure. You can, you know, kind of move forward in whatever direction you want, whenever you want. But, you know, until we kind of do that testing at three months, we can't give you any idea of, of what we think. But, um, you know, folks do go back to, to uh, you know, intercourse before that. And so there is a possibility. When is the, when's the soonest that you can go back to intercourse after a uh, vasectomy reversal? So that depends on, on each surgeon. Uh, you know, some of them will tell you to wait uh, a few weeks. Some of them, you know, will tell you to even wait up to a month. Um, I don't know that there's, you know, I haven't read any literature that says one is better than the other. Um, but in general, that's, that's, you know, it, I would just consult with the surgeon who's going to perform the surgery for you because obviously they're going to give you their success rates based on the way that they do things post-operatively um, oh. and during the operation. So some of that is variable. Yep. And some of it I'd imagine is just recovery. Like when you get a vasectomy, you're not supposed to have intercourse for a while because you need to heal. Right. Well, and so, you know, some folks, I tell people after I do my vasectomy that, that, you know, they can kind of resume sexual activity whenever they're comfortable. Some of my colleagues tell people to wait a full week before having intercourse just to allow for healing and scarring of the tubes. Um, so again, some of it does depend on your surgeon, their comfort level. And then obviously, you know, they want it to be successful and they're going to give you their, you know, their recommendation. So it's a good idea to follow that recommendation is what you're saying. I would follow what your, your surgeon invites you to do uh, simply because that's your best, your best case of getting success is they've been doing it that way. And if they have a good track record, then yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to get the best bang for your buck by listening to them. What are some questions that you should ask that surgeon that uh, could potentially be performing your vasectomy reversal to make sure that you've got the person that's going to do a good job for you? If you want to talk to a couple, what are some of the questions you should be asking everybody? When you come in, you sit down. I mean, they should ask, you know, who, who's, who's doing this procedure. Uh, a lot of the, the people who do them at the university are fellowship trained um, in, in a men's health uh, fellowship where they do a lot of this microscopic surgery. So you want to look for someone who has the credentials um, that you're looking for. It's never a bad idea to ask, you know, how frequently they do this procedure. I know that some people can get a little edgy about stuff like that, but th those are perfectly within your rights to ask, you know, like, hey, is this something you do on a regular basis? Or is this something that, um, you know, you wished you did more of, but you don't do very much of it? 
Um, and so, you know, asking those questions are great. You can ask about success rates. Um, again, most of these uh, surgeons don't have a paper they can hand you of, hey, here's a, you know, I, I did a research paper and here's my success rates for my last thousand patients. Um, but anecdotally, they'll know how well they're doing. Um, and so, you know, those are the things that you want to make sure of. You can ask them how they do the procedure, um, you know, the timing. Usually the procedure takes a couple of hours. It's done in the operating room under general anesthesia. There are folks around the country who do it under local anesthetic. So some of those things may be uh, important to ask and, and ascertain the answers to. Um, and then cost, uh, you know, ask them, you know, what they charge insurance does not cover this procedure. Or I don't know any that do. So, you know, making sure that you, you have your ducks in a row in that way. And then what about the costs or insurance considerations with a vasectomy reversal? So I don't know of any insurance that covers a vasectomy reversal. I may be incorrect on that, but I haven't seen any. Um, and so, you know, vasectomy reversals, they are not cheap. Um, you're going to be anywhere from six to $10,000. I know there's some places that say they do it less expensive or they'll do it under local anesthetic for, for less, but on, on average, that's what you're going to spend, uh, in, in most cases to get one, depending on, you know, your area of the country or that's, that's what you'll see. And are there options then if the reversal doesn't work or is that pretty much it? If somebody's trying to have kids. No, I think you you can find uh, ways. There's always ways to look. So let's say you had a vasectomy. So we know that you had sperm before if you um, had children previously. There are people who get a vasectomy and haven't had kids. So that may be a little bit more difficult to ascertain depending on if they had any, you know, banked sperm or anything before. So some patients have banked sperm before they get their vasectomy, which they could use. Um, in the case of a vasectomy reversal, obviously they haven't had success with that or they've utilized that for IVF purposes or something already. Um, but there are other things you can do like a testicular sperm extraction uh, is a way where we go in and we extract sperm directly from the testicles and we utilize that for in vitro fertilization. Um, there are ways to continue to, to get sperm for uh, pregnancy. Um, again, those are going to be out-of-pocket costs because most fertility stuff isn't covered by uh, insurance. Right. Is vasectomy kind of the most cost-effective way to do that? Or uh, the other procedure that you mentioned where they go right into the testicles and get the sperm, is, is that comparable in cost? So it, usually the testicular sperm extraction is much less expensive than a vasectomy reversal, mm. but you have limited quantities of sperm that you're able to, to extract at that time. Yeah. So again, a conversation, there's upsides and downsides to all of these. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, are there any options that you would recommend before a reversal? You know, I think a lot of that just depends on the conversation between, uh, you know, the patient and their partner and, and what their goals are. Um, you know, I think having, I, I try to have a conversation of, Hey, here are the options. Uh, I know you're coming in asking for this, but let's give you some information so that you understand what's available to you because, you know, this may or may not be what you want in the end. Any final thoughts if somebody's listening to this and they're considering a vasectomy reversal? You know, I think if you're if you're thinking about doing it, look for some some folks who do quite a bit of it. Uh, I'd look for people who do a, a good volume of it. Uh, and then obviously be aware that the cost is not insignificant. I mean, you know, like I said, you know, six to 10 grand, I, you know, you may want to ask around, visit a couple people. Cause even if you're paying out of pocket for a consult of a couple hundred dollars, but it's going to save you $5,000 on the cost of the procedure to go and see somebody who does just as much volume and has just as good of a success rate as someone else. 
all in all, my biggest thing is, is find someone you're comfortable with. If you're comfortable with the surgeon and you've asked your questions and, and you're comfortable with it, uh, I think that's when you, you can make that decision uh, in, in the most appropriate manner. Have a question about a medical procedure? Want to learn more about a health condition? With over 2,000 interviews with our physicians and specialists, there's a pretty good chance you'll find what you want to know. Check it out at thescoperadio.com.